Jimmy Stein's famous countdown continues. And today we might be surprising you with who he has on his list. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Wait a minute. I'm going to switch our places. There we go. That's where we need to be. Hey, everybody. Waddle-like quickness there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson. That's me, Jimmy Stein. That's him. Jimmy, we're going to start out continuing your countywide famous, uh, <laughs> depending on the county, uh, countdown. County? It does depend on the county. I think we're at number 78. Tell me if I'm wrong. That's exactly right. We're at number 78, and it's sort of a countdown. It's not really a countdown, although we are approximately 78 days from the start of fall camp. It's really a a, a release one day at a time of my roster ranking, ranking the roster, the 2023 football team. And it really needs to be kept in mind about today's guy, because when I say today and I say he's the 78th-ranked player on the roster – uh, all you guys that know the team really well, and I know you do, you wouldn't listen to the show, you're going to be like, Stein's lost his mind again. Yeah, I know he's going to be awesome. But this is a ranking of the 2023 football team. And I, I just don't see how Quay Rousseau doesn't redshirt. Now, there could be injuries. Uh, he could blow up and just end up being too good to keep off the field some way or another. But, Luke, I count up. Look, we know who's – starting at outside linebacker this fall. That's not a secret. Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell, they were basically starters a year ago. Uh, Chris Braswell was off the bench, sure, but he played so much. He was considered a co-starter at outside linebacker along with Dallas and Will Anderson. But Dallas returns, Chris Braswell returns. They're going to play most of the snaps uh, off the bench. Q Robinson has been kind of a revelation, super highly recruited out of high school, number one prospect in Alabama but then spent about two years very quiet with people wondering, is he a bust? Is he ever going to play? Why, why haven't things worked out with Q? Is he hurt? And then lo and behold, late last fall, boom, you see him on the field with the first team. And then this spring with Turner and Braswell both hurt, Q sort of took over that outside linebacker spot. He was the best outside linebacker on the team this spring, dominant in all the scrimmages and on A-Day. And he's the third guy. I, I think the fourth guy is likely to be Keon Keeley. As good as Quay Rousseau is as a freshman uh, coming in, a freshman signee, as good as, as Quay is, Keon Keeley's a Superman-type prospect. I, I'm, I'm putting him fourth and just because I, I just can't fathom Keon Keeley not being on the field. Now, he's a freshman. You never really know until you know. But uh, I, I'm comfortable with Keon Keeley as a guy who would project to be the fourth outside linebacker. So now we're getting down to Quay, and I haven't even talked about Keanu Cote, who had a great spring. I think he had three sacks on A-Day. And Jeremiah Alexander, who we know is good, too. So with me, it's just the depth at that position. Quay's a freshman. He's learning. He had a quiet spring. That doesn't mean a thing. He's just learning the scheme, the playbook, the position. He's being asked to do things at Alabama he wasn't asked to do when he was in high school at Carver. So uh, I just see Quay as how many snaps can he get realistically? 
And, and if it's realistically not a lot, it just makes all the sense in the world. The red shirting doesn't mean we won't see him in four games and the bowl. Uh, but that that's just why, I, goodness gracious, hard to believe I would project that dude right there to red shirt at anything. But that's how deep I was going to say, this is the man right here that I'm showing you a picture of. If you're if you're on YouTube, that's who you say will be our 78th best player this year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In uh, my application for Alabama to be the 33rd NFL team, this is our 78th best player. No, but it, it, okay. it, it is a, a ranking, a, a, a list. Uh, and Quay actually ends this segment of my rankings where these are my projected redshirt. Of the guys that I'm projecting to redshirt, Quay is the best player of that group, in my opinion. Uh, now, there are going to be other true freshmen on the list, but the true freshmen I have on the list are either guys that I think will play significant roles or they're just unlikely to redshirt. I, I think they're going to play, uh, and, and that's why they would rank ahead of Quay in terms of a ranking of the 2023 football team. If I was ranking overall talent on the roster, Quay would obviously be much higher, but I don't even know what that list would mean. It wouldn't mean anything for this fall. If you're on YouTube, then I've put another picture up of Quay Rusaw. Um he is pretty physically imposing in this picture. Um, I would invest in a larger uniform if I were him, but that's just me. Um, he looks like Ruben to me. He's built. He does he's built look a like, like He's built. I mean, Ruben was built a lot. Now Ruben uh, thinned up a little bit when he was in college. You know, we really worked on <laughs> Ruben's issue when he got to Alabama was playing in space. So they, they 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 wanted him to lose some some weight, gain some quickness, and and it actually made him a much better all around every down linebacker. And uh, you know Quay could end up inside. That's another thing I didn't get to in my little spiel about Quay. Uh, he he for those wanting to know, he was at outside linebacker this spring. Every practice, all 15 practices, he was at outside linebacker in Coleman Hutzler's group. Um, I, I did hear, you know, I didn't hear necessarily buzz. What I heard from inside the walls was that uh, Coleman and, and Coach Saban took a lot of interest in Quay. He got a lot of individualized coaching this spring. Uh, they, they got on him a lot, and, and that's good. That's good. When you're a freshman and you're not in the two deep and they're still yelling at you all practice long, yeah. that's good. That means they are watching you, and, and uh, that's, that, that's actually a good sign for the future, but they're on him a lot. So that's that's really actually good. I'm going to tell you right now, though, you're going to really upset him, assuming he is a loyal watcher and listener to this show, which we believe every player is. Um, you're going to really upset him when uh, James Smith is ranked much, much, much higher. Uh, based on what happened this spring, I can't help it. I mean, I think James proved, and, and he's going to be much higher in the rankings simply because I think James is going to play uh, with the first team. This I don't know if he'll necessarily be a starter like Jaheim Otis was a year ago, but I do think James Smith is going to play uh, with the first team and be part of that rotation with Otis and and a Boyd B and Tim Smith and uh, Damon Payne, James Smith and, and uh, Jamil Burrows. There's six guys right there. All right, Jimmy, I need to tell everybody about Bird Dogs now. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, a live read has not loaded yet for me. I don't know why it should be loading for me. So I guess I just got to tell you about how uh, awesome I think Bird Dog is. And I just got it to load. 
That's yeah, how, I was going to say send the bird dog after it. Bird dog will find it. Bird dog, <laughs> that is so true. And I can't, have you gotten your bird, bird dog merch yet? I have not, but I've gotten in this terrible habit since the big move that uh, we don't check the mail every single day. So for all I know, it could be down there. Um, so I'm telling you, it's all about fit and comfort and versatility with bird dog. Um, the, the, these things just fit so well and they, they just make you feel better. Look, if you dress well, you feel good. That's, that's just the way it is. I know it's supposed to be if you dress good, you feel good, but I'm trying to be proper on English, just like I'm trying to dress better. So you look better, you feel better, everything all the way around. Um, look, you, you just want to look good when you're out there. And these are the perfect, like, these are perfect for frat boys, for guys that aren't in the frat, for college kids in general, these are perfect for guys like you and me in their 50s that, you know, it, it, it accentuates the good parts of you. That's what you love about Bird Dog. Um, I'm just telling you, you're going to love these things. Go check out birddogs.com. Uh, you want to use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Uh, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every single order. Go to birddogs.com slash LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, birddog.com slash LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. And, um, you know, the Pardon My Take host, PFT, you know, if you follow Pardon My Take, you know what I'm talking about. He famously never wears pants, and the only shorts he really loves are the bird dog shorts. That's a big deal. He never wears pants. I don't know what that's all about, but I do know he wears shorts, and the shorts he likes to wear are bird dogs. So go check out birddogs.com slash college, and if you type in the promo code college, you will get a free Yeti-style tumbler go to the bird dogs we can't wait to show off our merch as soon as we get it i've tried this stuff before it's awesome so uh yeah gonna be great love having them as a sponsor please give them a a try just give them a try that's that's all we ask just try it on and then go from there all right on the next episode we will continue jimmy's countdown um no telling who he's gonna make mad next time but uh you know, well, right the, now, guys I'm saying, the guys i'm saying i think these guys are going to redshirt that part's over Tomorrow is going to be an actual non-redshirt, a veteran, a veteran of the team. Uh, and again, these guys are ranked pretty low. I, as a guy, I doubt we see a whole lot of the fall, but uh, but he's been on the team for a while. Jimmy, I think it's fair that um, we all decide as Alabama fans, it's just going to be a lot easier at this point if we all move to Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, the Carolina Panthers drafted Bryce Young. Uh, it, we believe the Charlotte Bobcats will take – our main man, Brandon Miller. I was thrilled uh, at some of the recent tweets that immediately came out about how, hey, look, NBA scouts and GMs have, uh, you know, tried to comb through everything of Brandon Miller's past, and they have found out he's just a good dude. Like, yeah, did was he caught up in something completely inadvertently, unpurposefully, and really just by happenstance in a way? Yes, he was. And it's a shame because there's still people out there, you know, associating his name with what turned out to be uh, the death of a young lady that never should have happened. But it's I think in the end, um, people are realizing that people that matter, the people that don't matter aren't realizing this. and They'll never realize it. But the people that matter are realizing this wasn't this had nothing to do with him. And um, the, he, this is not a reflection on him or, or him as a person or anything like that or what he'll be as a player. And I really hope he ends up going second. That'd be pretty amazing to have 
the first player taking the NFL draft and the second player taking the NBA draft. Yeah, I hope it's a uh, Charlotte too. And I think they're the Hornets now again. They're the Hornets again, and not the Bobcats. Uh, Did I say Bobcats? Hard, you said Bobcats, but they were the Bobcats, and now they're the Hornets. And and it's it's, it's almost like it's very difficult to That's remember. It's it's difficult to remember who the Tennessee Titans were before. So uh, anyway, I, I I hope I'm kind of conflicted here, Luke. I mean, I, I'm not an NBA uh, expert by any means. Though I did watch the game last night. It was very entertaining. Uh, but I, I'm not an, an NBA expert by any means. But it's my understanding from reading in the last 24 hours, Brandon might be better off if he was selected third by Portland. In terms of Portland seems to be a team very close to winning. They have a superstar in Dane Lilliard. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a good place to live. Uh, it, Port, Portland's just a, a nice spot. Great basketball support they get in Portland. Um, and Charlotte seems to be a little bit more of a, of a basketball mess in terms of they don't, they, no one seems to see the plan there. Uh, how's Brandon going to fit in? They already have, uh, multiple, uh, two guards and, and small forwards. Uh, and it's a little bit of a mess. So Brandon might be better off going third. I think he's going to go second. I do. Uh, that's just my guess. And I think he'll go to Charlotte and, and, and make them eliminate out of lemons. Like Luke said, to me, it's fun. That he could and, and Bryce is in Charlotte in the sense that now they're in in the in the South, uh, not far actually from uh, from Brandon's childhood home uh, near Nashville, not not a far drive from Nashville to Charlotte. Uh, so uh, I I hope he's the second pick because it's more money and it's more prestigious. If he falls to three, though, I won't be upset because I think he might be going to a better team. Uh, what will surprise me is if he's not going second or third or if those picks get traded, that would also surprise me because I'm not sure you can do anything better for yourself uh, than to draft Brandon Miller second or third. Uh, I'm not sure what you get out of the trade. Uh, you know, Portland and, and Charlotte need young stars and Brandon's certainly going to be one. Yeah, I'm really happy for Brandon. I'm really happy for Alabama basketball. Let's also, I mean, let's throw this in there. Uh, Noah Clowney could be it, it, it very top draft pick. In fact, I saw a mock draft which actually has the the uh, Hornets taking Miller and taking Clowney. How about that? The only thing that would be better than that is the Pelicans taking uh, Brandon Miller and Clowney, oh, and us having four guys down there. But no, that would be great. Uh, Clowney, I've read some interesting things on him. I do believe he will also go in the first round, and he needs to. I mean, I say this about the, the freshmen that are one in the done, the ones in the done. You better be in the first round and get that guaranteed money because things could really go sideways for you in a hurry. And then you're still young enough to be in college and you're out of the NBA. Um, so I, I hope for Clowney's sake he goes the first round. I believe he will. It'd be awesome if he ended up in the same place as Brandon because there's a comfortability, you know, with that in, in terms of having a friend on the team. Probably a big deal when when you're young and Noah's only like 19 years old. Brandon's actually the oldest guy projected to be taken in the in the in the lottery, which is really kind of crazy in this day and age, right? He's a 20 year old freshman at Alabama, but he of the 14 guys projected to be the lottery picks, Brandon is the oldest. Yeah, he's like 20.4 years old, and Noah Clowney's like 18.7 years old, according to the, you know, because they, they use the, the, the point 
system point seven point whatever it is and uh i just that's interesting boy i would love for both of those guys to go to the same place i don't give a dang where they i'd be a fan you, of that team you watch a lot of uh did you watch a lot of wimbin yama highlights last night when they were showing the draft no um, God, what was I? Oh, I, had a, I was doing a show last night, so I didn't get to see okay. much of it. But yeah, I've, yeah, seen, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen him before, too. It wasn't the first, but that's the most extensive highlight breakdown I've seen of, of him recently. Uh, Victor Wimbanyama, who I'm talking about. Unbelievable. And we you know what Wojo said about him last time. We're talking about Wojo here. Adrian Wojciechowski, who's ESPN's number one NBA insider, uh, sort of uh, ESPN's basketball answer to Adam Schefter. Uh, Woj knows everything, talks to everybody. This is what Woj said about, they said, is Wimbenyama the greatest basketball prospect ever? He said, I had more than one GM tell me they think Victor Wimbenyama is the best prospect ever drafted in any American team sport. Hmm. Like, who's a better NBA prospect than any NFL or Major League Baseball prospect has ever been? Good Lord. Yeah. I mean, no pressure. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, hey, it's not enough that you're better than, like, Michael Jordan. Uh, we would like you to also be better than, you know, Ken Griffey Jr., uh, Mike Trout, yeah. uh, Peyton Manning. Be better than all of them, too. So, like immediately. Yeah. yeah and and, and he's, he does seem like a rounded kid considering – uh, and when they interviewed him, they didn't interview him about, or, you know, what do you think about possibly being the first pick? No, they interviewed him with, like, have you already picked out a place to live in San Antonio? I mean, they, they didn't – they acted like there's absolutely no suspense whatsoever that San Antonio didn't win the first pick. San Antonio won Victor Wimbanyama. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a few odd and end things. And we're back. Okay, so let's talk a little bit. First of all, Montana Fouts, uh, her injury diagnosis is out there now. What's the list, Jimmy? Yeah, uh, per uh, Murph, um, who was interviewed on the Gary Harris Show in Tuscaloosa on uh, 100.9 FM, uh, Patrick Murphy uh, reported now publicly, we can say, that uh, she has a uh, hyperextended knee and her she's day to day. And he said, truly day to day. And, and I took that to mean she might be fine. Even this weekend for the regional, she could, maybe we might see her Friday or Saturday or Sunday, maybe in a big role, maybe in a limited role, or we may not see her at all. I literally took it to mean it's the most day to day thing <laughs> possible. That, that each day they wake up and we'll see how it feels and whether she can go. I think the good news or what I would say, what would be the best news possible here, Luke, is, uh, boy, I think more rest would be really good. I w I'm hoping, my personal hope, is that Alabama can get through this weekend and win the regional without using Montana. Uh, a, it would be a confidence builder. B, it would really help the girls coming back to pitch on next year's team. Uh, C, it gives Montana a whole nother week to rest. And I, and I do think it's doable. Uh, so, so my hope is that we don't see Montana, and then next weekend when you're you're going to need Fouts, so you're not going to win. Uh, and she she would be uh, super healthy. As a matter of fact, a two week break, uh, even with her arm, probably be a little helpful. So, that's my hope. But it does sound like it's even possible that we'll see her over the weekend in the regional, maybe in the limited closer type role. 
Uh, then to close out, uh, apparently Cameron Coleman did an interview with the guys over at 24-7, um, mentioned several teams, uh, you know, I think Clemson, Georgia, Auburn, a few others. Alabama really didn't come up, and it feels like he's sort of bypassing Alabama right now. But I know Joseph Hastings with on three has gone over and apparently he's interviewing him today or going to check him out today. So maybe some things will change there. Maybe everybody's misreading, but, man, that's a guy that I really want in this class. Yeah, I like Cam Coleman a ton. I, I'm not sure. I'm, I think Alabama would like to see him in camp this summer. But uh, also keep this in mind. You're, you're probably only signing class. I mean, you're probably only signing three. Obviously, you would take a fourth if he's just a great, great player. Uh, Alabama's already got Perry Thompson. Uh, who's a flip candidate? I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that that, that you have Perry Thompson, but he makes you a little nervous. He goes on a lot of visits, a lot of trips. Uh, you also have Rico Scott, who Alabama loves. They had Rico Scott in camp last summer and went, this is a guy we got to have. They, they've been trying to get Rico Scott for a full year, and he finally committed. Uh, so you got Rico Scott and Perry Thompson. You probably want one more. There's rumors that Ryan Williams would like to reclassify out of the 2024 group. That may or may not happen. And then you got other pretty big names out there that you're working on. So I, I don't know. It doesn't feel like to me, based on Hastings' uh, uh, take, that that Cam Coleman is quite up up the board like we think he should be. Uh, but I think it's also reflect how many wide receivers is can Alabama take in this group, and you've already got two, and and a, and a third may reclassify in, uh, and you haven't even got to the summer camps yet. So I, I think with Cam Coleman. I would say it's in a little bit of a holding pattern with Alabama and with him. He doesn't appear to be close to a, to a decision. I, I think a real key Luke will be, does Cam Coleman come camp at Alabama this summer? Does he make an appearance in Tuscaloosa this summer? And uh, that doesn't appear to be a certainty. I was muted, but I was muted on purpose to give you plenty of a uh, breathing room there. And oh, uh, that's I, 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 I breathed. Okay. There was okay breathing. I was I was worried to death about it. Um, yeah, I don't like. I get a little. I love Cam Coleman. I, I think he's incredible. Uh, and I'm sure Alabama's really high on him. How could they not be? But again, I, I it is it is a numbers issue. Uh, numbers still matter a lot. Well, I mean, they just do, and you got to you still evolve NCAA rules. I guess the only one you have to really adhere to now is you get you can only have so many people on the team. You know, everything else are out the window. <laughs> That's right. So, but but the, 80, the 85 is still a thing. And I know I get asked all the time, like, looks to me like Alabama's o over the 85. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's some really big lightning there. Uh, no, uh, Alabama is not over the 85. It looks to be over 85. But they are not because they are aware of the rules. They know the rules. I, I think they do. Um, all right. That's going to do it for today. That's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow with more Jimmy Countdown and more other stuff. And until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.